welcome to the St. Michael Lenten podcast series. My name is Ken Brannan, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is covenant, how we keep our sacred promises. May you be blessed for the Christian journey. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. A reading from John, chapter 6, verses 1 through 15. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about five thousand in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. Here ends the reading. In the introduction to this podcast, I mentioned that our theme this Lent is covenant, how we keep our sacred promises. Here's the key. We can't keep our sacred promises without God's help. For those of you who have been baptized in the Episcopal Church or witnessed someone being baptized, you have heard this phrase over and over again, I will with God's help. That's not just an elegant phrase or a classy expression. It's absolutely true. Without God's help, we can't keep the sacred promises we make. In today's Gospel passage from John, Jesus can only feed the people with God's help. Jesus has crossed the Sea of Galilee, climbed a hill, and settled down to teach his disciples. But people come from everywhere to see him and learn from him, 5,000 in all. That's a lot of people. Who will feed them? Jesus asks Philip what to do. Because this is the Gospel of John, Jesus is always portrayed as knowing the right answer or knowing exactly how God will act. John does this to highlight Jesus' divinity. But with all due respect to John, I like to imagine that Jesus is asking Philip a real question. He really wonders how all the people will be fed in such an isolated place. Philip is stumped. He calculates that it would take at least six months' wages to feed so many people. Jesus is silent. 
I'm sure John believes that Jesus is silent because he knows what God is doing and he's just waiting for the disciples to figure it out. But I see it differently. I imagine that Jesus is praying. I imagine that Jesus is asking God for help. Just then, Andrew steps forward and mentions that there's a boy with five barley loaves and two fish. Did the disciples move through the crowd trying to gather enough food? Or did the boy step forward on his own and offer what he had? I think this is the point where Jesus begins to see God at work. All it takes is one person acting generously to unleash the abundance that is our true reality. Taking the five barley loaves and two fish from the boy, Jesus gives thanks, breaks the bread, and distributes the food to the people. Can you see the Eucharistic action here? The celebrant gives thanks, breaks the bread, and distributes it to the people. In communion, it's just a wafer, but it fills us up to the brim. We don't know if the boy's generosity encouraged others to act generously, or if God multiplied the food out of thin air. It doesn't matter. What matters is that with God's help, the people were fed. We live in a world that is determined to teach us that there's not enough, that generosity is for fools, that the only way to get ahead and stay ahead is to take from others. That's the world's economy, not God's economy. In God's economy, people who make baptismal promises step forward and share what they have. In God's economy, generosity leads to gratitude, and gratitude leads to abundance. How do we keep our covenant? How do we keep our sacred promises? We ask God for help. We remain alert for generosity and give thanks. And if the whole world did that, no one would go hungry and there would be plenty left over. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord God, almighty and everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome by adversity, and in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.